1: to attack and win nfl playoff contest with a particular focus on underdog fantasy that's what we're talking about today on road of His overtime looking forward to today's show because there's a lot that has changed in the landscape over the last seven days with the 49ers and the ravens locking up the number one seeds with how results played out in week 17 that changes quite a bit off the playoff strategy scenario particularly at underdog where you have to advance through each week and of course missing out the bi-week teams in week one may affect the potential advance off your roster in those contests rather than the ffpc which we will be talking about in the coming week we'll be doing lots of contests over there as well and that is a cumulative point scoring all the way through the super bowl so two different sets of strategies of course over there you can you know one player per team as you advance through underdog you can do it whichever way you want as long as the draft board and the draft allows you to do that you do need to set the teams up over at underdog fantasy with a quarterback a running back a combination of wide receivers and tight ends they're pulled together you need two of those and then one flex which a five person starting lineup and then with that in mind you also have your bench but you're trying to advance as many players true to the super bowl as possible in these six person drafts a lot of fun really enjoy doing these but if you are signing up over at underdog fantasy you can use the code rotoviz to get yourself a 100 sign up bonus up to 100 dollars these contests a lot of fun and as i <laughs> mentioned a moment ago love doing them myself and sean peeling back the curtain actually did one of these earlier this week in the underdog mitten two that did fill since we recorded that show that was a two of six advancing structure for round one so two out of the six teams will get through to round two the new contests that have opened, I believe, at the time of recording, we have the Mitten 3 and the Mitten 4 open and available. But those are one team out of the six-person league that does advance through there in round one. So just something to be uh, and mindful of and bear in mind, we did talk about advanced structure of some of the contests like BBM and so on with Eric when he was on earlier this week. So I do think it's something that you know people do talk about, but I think to see on social media over the last week or so when the different advances have been set up for these contests people have been kind of unsure as to what it means and i think it's something that's important to highlight just that people are looking into the advanced structures but it looks like it'll be one of six for the underdog contest moving forward for the playoff through the super bowl so it's not a case of at the minute that there's alternative advances available on underdog for this particular contest off the mitten so just be aware of that while you're signing up if you're playing in some of these and love going through the strategy element of these particular contests doing the draft but myself and sean did do one of these drafts in the mitten Two earlier this week thinking probably won't fill before we release this show on friday well it did fill and the other contests are now up and running so the draft is kind of outdated because of talking about the two-team advanced playoff structure and so on that we did discuss so we are going to keep in the discussion prior to that we have a bit of 15 minute discussion where we go through the entire kind of plan of which teams may go through the odds of some of the teams going through what needs to happen will the bills be in will the bills miss out how different things could be impacted so i think uh, that's a really good strategy conversation with sean siegel so i think you'll enjoy listening in to that just before we do jump into that i do want to thank each and every one of you for listening in a happy new year to you all hopefully 24 2024 gives you everything that you're looking for. We appreciate each and every one of you listening and as i mentioned and we love the interaction of the the community we've built here at Rotoviz over time interacting with people who have had you know won money this season in some of the big huge contests but other people who have won their dynasty leagues or redraft leagues all that good stuff and you know having those conversations is a lot of fun for myself and sean so we appreciate all of you listening in we also would appreciate if you have two minutes if you can drop us a written and review on your favorite podcast app but another thing that some people obviously listen on the audio side i know i consume a lot of my podcasts through the audio side rather than video but the youtube channel is going from strength to strength and we will be posting over there as well throughout the off season even if it's a case that you don't think you will consume the video content giving us a subscribe over there helps us to continue to grow the channel and and build up the numbers over there so even if you just want to click the subscribe button and never consume a video over there we would appreciate that the link is in today's show notes anything you can do like that takes two or three seconds really helps us here grow the road of his radio podcast network and we appreciate that very much but that's my filibuster out of the way <laughs> sean likes to filibuster to me while we're on the clock and time is ticking down but this is my filibuster before we get into that conversation with sean around the draft strategy appreciate you all listening and let's jump into that conversation Sean, some of the stuff we do need to talk about is over the last, I guess, you know, couple of days, a week or so, the top of the conferences have changed quite a bit where there would have been thinking their scenarios entering the last week of how things could shoot out. But the Ravens got a big win against the Dolphins. The 49ers got their win quite convincingly and of course when we mix that in with the Eagles who were in control they lost to the Cardinals that means that the the San Francisco 49ers are now the one seed the Ravens are the one seed and that is locked up heading into this weekend so that changes the draft landscape quite a bit for these contests because players having to buy obviously aren't going to contribute to your starting lineup and that leads to people who may have been avoiding the Eagles or maybe some people who took risks on drafting the Eagles and now things have changed They're going to get those wildcard weekend points and their lineup going to be interesting. Sean, over the last week and that flip of who is the, the one seed and now it's been locked in, how has that changed some of your draft kind of
2: process here for these particular lineups? The consideration with the buy teams is that it's going to be a lot more difficult to advance those teams through the first round. And so when we're taking a team to build around a buy team, we have to make sure we have a quarterback for the first round that will help us get through. And we need to build teams that balance those objectives at the same time, perhaps still building a team that would have five players or more, but five players from either one or even both of the buy teams. You think about what happened last season where Kansas City and Philadelphia both make it through. And so the teams with the best chance to win in the finals are going to be teams built through those squats. Now, the big difference, and Nick referenced this on our previous show, and I was glad that he did, is that the gauntlet last season had one of six advancing in round one. And so if you built through bi-week teams, and especially if you built through two bi-week teams, it was going to be very difficult to get out of that initial round. That's one of the reasons why we built a lot of teams through the Bengals and the 49ers, power teams that had a lot of very fantasy relevant players. So, you have a chance to score a lot of points early on. You have a chance to score points in round two, where that advance is also very important. And then you have a very realistic shot of those teams making the Super Bowl. You think about the AFC Championship game last year, and the Bengals just miss. You think about the NFC Championship game, and the Brock Purdy injury really derails the 49ers early. So, we don't get to see what would have happened there. This is a little bit of a different story because if you are advancing two out of six and then the second round will be one out of ten the third round will be one out of ten it sort of pushes us in the direction of really emphasizing second round advance and third round advance especially because we do need our team at the end to be powerful enough and to be structured in such a way that we can score enough points to potentially win the whole thing that's where we get the big money from and so we want our team to be pointed in that direction now That doesn't mean that we're going to go exclusively in the direction of these bi-week teams, but it does mean that we need to balance those incentives. Colin, this is a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun, too, thinking in terms of what are the other matchups that we're going to be looking for. One of the things that I was really hoping wouldn't happen when we got to this point was having the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams lined up so they would play in the first round because those are two extremely compelling teams. It wasn't necessarily that difficult through early drafting to put together squads that had players from both of those lineups. If they don't hit in the first round, then you really like the chances for the Rams to spring upset. You love the chances for the Detroit Lions to win at home. It's also a scenario where because of kind of the reseed or certainly the structuring to where the lowest seed is going to play the highest seed, they would also miss in round two. And that part was going to be awesome if you believe in the possibility of the Rams to pull up that upset, which obviously they're going to be underdogs in that game at the 49ers, but the 49ers over the last couple of weeks have not looked as invincible as they look coming in, right? Ben and I had a show on Stealing Bananas at about that time discussing Brock Purdy and his MVP candidacy, talking about how the very last thing that happens always seems inevitable, right? The thing that happens last also seems so definitive in terms of what the future is going to hold. So we think about you know this most pre- previous week and you think about Lamar Jackson, you think about Baltimore, obviously those players are going to be more expensive now in the playoff portion. It feels like the Ravens, when you contrast them with some of the struggling teams in the AFC are going to walk through to the title. They may. But it's not guaranteed. When we're thinking about possible upset teams like the Rams, and this is a team that in the articles I really recommended that drafters emphasize, they're still a great pick, right? And this opportunity for them to go into Detroit and win, that is there. They're probably going to be in a situation where they, they have to beat a lot of good teams in a row now and you're going to have to defeat the Lions, then you're probably going to have to defeat the 49ers. And then, in all likelihood, the team that comes out from the Cowboys and Eagles. The thing that really kills us there is not so much the fact that they have to pull the upsets because they're going to have to do that either way, but the fact that you can't put Lions and Rams teams together except Column if they lose. And one of the reasons why it doesn't feel like they're going to lose is that we would expect... The 49ers to rest some players. Obviously, they got Christian McCaffrey dinged up last week. You don't want anything to happen to Brock Purdy. We know what happens to the team when he goes out. You look on the AFC side and figuring out playoff scenarios. You have to consider what the Ravens are likely to do and how a much more likely Steelers win will impact the rest of the AFC teams. Because if the Ravens, for whatever reason, still needed to win that game to clinch the bye, then you would have a lot of confidence in them winning that game. But with the Steelers playing well, with the Ravens resting players, I think you have to give the advantage there to Pittsburgh, which then puts a lot of pressure on some of the other teams in that AFC mix, including and especially the Buffalo
0: Bills.
1: Yeah, you get the Buffalo Bills in the mix with some pressure on their shoulders. You know, there is certain scenarios, but we're just if we go through the playoff picture for people listening in that, you know, might not have a screen right in front of them at the moment. But Baltimore's locked in on the AFC side, Miami in the two spot, KC in the three spot, then the Jaguars, then the Cleveland Browns, Buffalo and Indianapolis. But there is ways where that can change around with Houston facing Indianapolis this week, which is basically a de facto you know extra wild card game for whoever ends up winning that particular contest you mentioned the bills as well with potential scenarios uh with pittsburgh and how that contest goes because if the staters win that we're going to know going into the the buffalo game the outcomes that are necessary and of course that can change things as well as you know if, if baltimore won that game it, it makes it a little bit less pressure but on the nfc side the 49ers followed by dallas detroit tampa bay currently at eight and eight but there is scenarios as well where if they lost and the saints win that can switch there for that division title we do have the philadelphia eagles now at fifth so that's a big drop obviously for them because of the tiebreakers with dallas and then you get the la rams and the the packers the Rams, sean you mentioned that scenario if they lose this week and the packers win that would flip them from seven to six which would mean your theory there of getting the the lions and the rams avoiding each other in that opening week and and through the second week could potentially happen so that's the one kind of scenario that could change there as well but it is pretty interesting what those changes we mentioned with the scenarios of potential wildcard teams and how that will affect their draft value and then trying to pick how these things will filter through those four weeks but you mentioned sean about the last thing being in people's minds and how that impacts people's decision making there's obviously a week 18 to go after we draft this team then there's the wild card round and, and two games in the nfl if you know you mentioned the ravens potentially walking through these teams opinions can change a lot in two weeks with two big performances from some of these teams but it is hard to look at the afc and not see baltimore miami kansas city or buffalo making it out from that side and then on the other side the 49ers dallas and i would say philadelphia it'll be amazing to see the lions sneak through but i think that's going to be a tough ask from their side but they probably sean rightly should have beat the dallas cowboys in week 17 which obviously didn't happen with that callback predicting our draft here and looking ahead which which teams should we be targeting for our i guess super bowl style lineup and also which non-teams that we think may not get to the super bowl should we be building this team around obviously we're going to see where the draft picks fall but What are some of your prime targets here in in terms of team-wise?
2: Well, the first thing that we probably want to do is eliminate some squads. And I think when we start from that perspective, it's fairly easy to eliminate the Packers and the Seahawks. Obviously, the Seahawks don't control their own destiny. The Packers are not guaranteed. You're, You're eliminating them already? Well, They have a game against the Bears here that is going to be difficult for them. The Bears are surging. The Packers have a lot of injuries. As we record this, there is some question about Jaden Reed, and he has been the guy who has delivered the dynamism to them. It's also a question with the Packers of how you would play it in a playoff contest to really get the value out of those guys. And so with the offense... So unconcentrated, I think that that play as a ninth and tenth round complement to other structures is probably not as compelling. I and I, just for people listening, I
1: do agree, but I just wanted to put Sean on the spot from eliminating them already.
2: On just on, I head. do think that when you're talking about the last round, the Buccaneers are interesting because they're coming off of. A poor performance in the loss to the Saints, but they have Mike Evans, they have Chris Godwin, they have Rashad White. You have Baker Mayfield as someone who was very relevant in best ball contests in week 16, pushing a lot of teams through. Column, we saw in our FFPC Superflex final that a bunch of the teams there had Baker Mayfield. Now, you probably still really aren't playing that path. You're probably thinking, okay. Evans and White or Evans and Godwin or Godwin and White, something like that at the end of your draft. And one of the reasons you might be thinking that is that even though they're going to be playing the Philadelphia Eagles, the home game there with as much as the Eagles are struggling, that becomes a little bit interesting. So if you're putting it together and the other part of your NFC squad, if you have other NFC players and you probably are going to want to have some NFC, AFC, your actual Super Bowl teams from that side and the Bucks don't project to play that team in round two, then you have an outside possibility there for some interesting upsets. So that would be at least a very small consideration. When we go to the other side, one of the things that you and I were talking about is that Buffalo is going to be expensive and yet there is some risk here specifically because the Ravens are likely to rest their players. And you do have the chances for them to make the playoffs plummeting if they lose, which again is a game on the road at Miami for the division. Even though Miami is really struggling with injuries at this point, they have some very serious things that happened in week 17 in their blowout loss to the Ravens. When we look at the overall team strength there, and we look at what's most likely to happen in a game that's either going to give you a home game against the Chiefs or it's going to put you down to the sixth seed and force you to play at Kansas City, there certainly is no guarantee that the Bills win. And then if the Steelers also win, again, against a team that is resting their players, you have to rely a lot on what's going to happen with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we know even though the Jaguars were able to come back and shut out the Panthers last week, they have been in a huge tailspin. So you get the Jaguars losing at the Titans, which is a game that they're you know only 55, 60% to win, then you still make it. But if the Jaguars do win that game, then you're suddenly completely out. And with the prices that you have to pay, all of the other things that you're looking at, if you have another AFC team that you like, that would be a team that you might fade at this point. You're going to be able to get similar prices on them next week in all likelihood. At least that's my thesis as we look through them. So right now, this week, we might be looking to build teams through the, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, perhaps the Ravens this week. Wait for the following week for Buffalo. Again, probably get similar prices. You don't have that same risk that you're drafting a dead team. So lots to digest there. Fun topic
1: of conversation with Sean. Again, apologies that the draft was out of date and uh, we didn't want to share something that we didn't think would be beneficial to you listening at this point in time. But we hope that recap or that conversation around the strategy for these contests as they will be open Up until the start of the playoffs, there might be a multitude of different varieties that Underdog opens up. And once again, the code over there at Underdog is Rotoviz. Get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100. Appreciate each and every one of you listening in. Once again, Happy New Year. That is going to bring us towards the end of this. One thing that I meant to mention at the start that I'm going to mention now is, you know, people are suggesting off-season topics, off-season ideas for shows. We are into the post fantasy football season. That means that we are open to the NFL draft, we're open to playoff contests, we're also open to you know, guest ideas, if there's anyone you want to see, link up with us here on OT and have a conversation around strategy, but if it is something, you know, a Q&A show with myself and Sean getting to know us a little bit more, if there's any questions that you have regarding that, send them my way, but if there's any topics, ideas, some of our best conversations, best shows come from topic ideas from the Rotavis OT listeners and community and we appreciate it each and every one of those that comes in so we can't promise that they will be topics of the show but send them in we'll be happy to go ahead and discuss them on the podcast maybe even it's a, a team review or a, a see where your dynasty team sets entering 2024 send them my way on twitter at OverTime ireland or email them across at rotovizradio at gmail.com we'll see what we can do get some of them on the show that is the end of this one. We'll be back next week with some more RotoViz Overtime. Subscribe to the RotoViz Overtime podcast feed to get them once they are available. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at tomorrow My co host is Sean Siegel. Check out all Sean's work up on RotoViz.com. And until we are back, have a good one.